right, my man. All right. Hey, man, my bad. I know it took me so long to get you on here, man. Nah, bro, you good, dude. You good. How you been, bro? Uh, I've been hanging in there, you know. Uh, To be honest, I think the last time I uh, I did stand, like, I haven't done show, uh, open mic in a while. I think the last time was about those locals where where we were at. Yeah, dude, you missed it. I think the week after we had a, or if I'm not mistaken, uh, the week after that, they had like a Poncho's Clause's celebration for his uh, anniversary of having the Latino Learning Center. Yeah. But the week after that, or two weeks after that, we we had like a, a hundred dollar competition. Yeah, this past Saturday, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Friday. This past Friday, uh, Michael Mondragon won. Yeah, of course. Oh, man, that's great. That fucker's uh, good, dude. Only only open mic uh, open on Friday. It's, I think it's the Learning Center, right? Uh, they got they got one out in Zumbarrow that's run by Cornelius White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy too. Uh, but you know, you just gotta you just gotta give love to Poncho Claus, man. That yeah. guy built a whole community, bro. Or he he's he put a community on a map on the map, bro. For sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh man, it's been a. Uh, I think I might be a little rusty if I go back out there now, dude. I haven't I haven't been like in the mood to write or to go up, but you know, I think I, I'm ready to get back on it. I was trying to head to. Uh, Pueblito Monday, but uh, couldn't make it on time. Oh no, you good, bro? Uh, it was uh, inside. It was inside. So they it was they had inside. It in the, yeah, the in the little little dining area, the little dining area instead of outside. I prefer really? the outside, but the inside's a little more intimate. So yeah, that's real nice. Yeah. Even even when you have like three audience members, it's still a good time because it's intimate and stuff like you know it's they're not like they they don't have to hide in one of the the little uh pavilions that they got out there they could just interact and stay inside yeah. excuse me i do like the stage though but like i can't imagine that like the 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 the, the bar is like so the bar area is so small like oh, oh bro it looks like a like a fucking server meeting <laughs> like in a restaurant dude like all right man we got to talk about sales today someone keeps drinking all the juice <laughs> yeah man i tried i charged three dollars for for a bottle of coca-cola we're still coming up short what's going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's oh, like man. we only had yeah like six dollars in coke sales but somehow we've gone through six six packs what's, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways yeah like and i'm sorry like that i did do this through zoom like even though we're like usually i do through zoom for people i couldn't meet and i can't meet in person though but no, this yeah, worked like, out perfectly for me. I've been uh, I've been a little sick lately, so. Oh didn't, yeah. Didn't want to give you that shit. It's not COVID or anything. Uh, it's just fucking sniffles, which is the the Amarian variant. It, uh, the Decepticon. <laughs> Transformers <laughs> bullshit. No. Yeah. No, I got I got man I got. It sucks. I, I mean I've been trying to make a into this into a bit. It's like, you know, COVID is the big sickness right now. And I, I've never gotten it, but in the chance where I could have, not saying I want it, but I got a puss, like the pussier sickness, which is the sniffles, you know, like <laughs> I'm not on no ICU breathalyzer or shit like that. I, I'm just at home with fucking toilet paper blowing my fucking nose. It's bullshit. Yeah. 
like I had like some some similar to that uh, when, when like the first vaccines like first came out, they were like starting to distribute them at schools. So like when I was like I was still in college and this is like the when they first came out. So I was like getting emails that they were like starting to dis- distribute them like in the school for for free. Now, my thinking process was, you know, like this is probably going to be highly coveted. A lot of people are going to want want to get it and need to get it and so i waited like even though it was available for me i waited because the reason i waited was i didn't want to be i didn't want to go like on the first day and there's there's like old people kids in wheelchairs people with disabilities (laughs) and i'm just just standing there like fully healthy i was like oh my god yeah like i I, like i look like the like a fucking like a punk trying to like get a vaccine with all these sick kids like, like those, what's that johnny like that johnny knoxville a movie where uh uh bad oh, grandpa no the the ringer oh yeah <laughs> like I'm, I'm sitting there trying to pretend to be like uh like 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 one of them <laughs> one of those one of those olympians yeah. <laughs> so that's why that's why i was insecure when like it first came out but then like like uh, months passed by and like the big pro the big problem really was that a lot of people didn't want to take it yeah no uh i i, I took it early I, I think i took it out in march uh man but that was because kind of lying li- in front of a kid with asthma <laughs> i was living with my sister and uh and her family and plus my mom and there's maybe about like six of us in a two-bedroom apartment because uh, I had to move out here from Austin. I, I lived that's out there. That's some Latino shit, man. That, that's super, super fucking Hispanic shit, bro. I'm sleeping in in my in my uh, and I'm just sleeping in a corner of a room <laughs> with an air mattress for a whole year, not being able to touch myself unless I go on a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dog, and I'm like, hey, while he's taking a shit, I'm gonna go hide in this corner real quick and relieve myself too. Nah, but uh, I got lucky. Cause uh, I'm I'm fat, bro, and so my life is technically at risk. So I was able to take it with those older people, elderly, elderly people. You know, I was the youngest one there, dude. <laughs> now comparing medication and like for y'all symptoms and what your problems. Are, what do you got? Like the they're talking like, what do you got? I got arthritis and all this stuff. What do you got? Like carpal tunnel, uh, chronic chronic diseases and then like they ask you like what was your what's your deal and i'm, I'm just I'm sitting there <laughs> i'm like dude if i don't get a lollipop and every hour i get dizzy <laughs> if i don't eat if i don't have a lollipop in me man i i, I might get a little woozy well you can't like you can't go to the bank no more unless they got the lollipops half of them don't do that shit no more man sometimes they got the the banks but they put the lollipops on the chains like the pen <laughs> that's so stupid bro the fucking bucket the bucket yeah. at, the, at the door yeah it's like halloween when they're they say you know take one but my ass would take all of them uh, yeah so anyways like what i wanted to do was like i, I like to make this in person but like I, I still don't have uh the equipment like i want to get i think all i need is a camera and a, a, a camera a tripod and a second mic and, and i'll be and i'll be straight to do this in person honestly bro yeah and you know i noticed that you know a lot of podcasts they just have like cool posters in the background you know just get yourself like a a, a bruce lee poster 
You know, that right there just seems cool. <laughs> the Scarface, you know? the Scarface poster. <laughs> yeah, Scarface, you know, just have a random Mario Bros. poster. <laughs> yeah, but like, that's what I wanted to do. Not only that, I think I like the, because I could like break it, like break it down. I could travel with it. So like I could podcast, I could take it anywhere and podcast from like where wherever the, the guest wants to go. That's my oh, idea. Yeah, man. Uh, I think Jamal, fuck. I think they, they told me Jamal does something like that. Uh, He does it in his house. Yeah, like it's uh like they just chilling on the couch. They each have like a microphone, like if you're doing a set or karaoke, you know, and mm-hmm. they just chilling on the couch doing some shit. Then it's them the, the mice you gotta grab, like they can't yeah. convince you with the holder, so you can just relax. You gotta like, I, it's like you're doing you 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 feel pressured to do a show now because you have to like hold it now. Yeah, man, I'm just like I just want to put my hands in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to get another one of these, probably. Hey, man, I, hold on. Uh, before we continue, I can't, I can't unstate the obvious. You know, you got a fucking haircut, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How the how the hell are you get in a haircut during the winter time? <laughs> you gonna have a cold neck? <laughs> That's my problem, head. bro. Every time, every time, like I grow my hair out, I cut it off, but and I never cut it in season. I cut it, I grow it out during the summer, cut it out during the winter, but like. Man, I really want to grow it out, man. I want to, I want to, I want to get that Antonio Banderas from from Desperado, like that that ponytail, that, that slick, thick black hair, man. And I, ha- I almost had it there. Damn, right now I look like Antonio Banderas and Jack Black had a baby, bro. <laughs> I got that, that ponytail. <laughs> yeah. I um yeah I just like I look at my last video. Oh my god, I think it was that Friday that. That, that we went to Batos Locos that yeah that more that, that was my last podcast video. and that's like that's when I had I, I was watching that trying to get some sound bites and like and I realized oh my god my shit looked beautiful and I was like oh man I can't believe I cut it off <laughs> but yeah I don't know what is it about and like for mental uh, like happy mental health awareness whatever we are um that's I don't know what is it about, like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, Man, I, don't know is, I don't know about depression, but you know, sometimes I hate myself. <laughs> I don't know like, what is it when you're going through something that uh, cutting, like, like chop, cutting your hair is like, uh, like one of the options. Hey, it's what a lot of people do. I'm not saying it's better, but you know, sometimes you don't want to go far enough to. It's best to chop your hair than chop your dick. <laughs> that get me canceled, dude. That is, oh man, that's not what I'm saying. I love trans, you know. I have a lot of trans friends. It's like saying I got a lot of black friends. Now I got a lot of trans friends. <laughs> I got, I got, I got hey, black man, friends. Stop lying. Friends. They're not everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, they're like shiny Pokemon's, bro. <laughs> <laughs> once you once you get one you're like oh shit <laughs> gotta use the basketball <laughs> oh my god bro this better not get this is going on tiktok too and like we better not get <laughs> oh then, they think then zero, someone's bro. gonna stitch a video someone's gonna edit like put their video out there so oh wait they're comparing they're comparing transes to to, to anime it's disgusting no, they're gonna be like jack black get canceled <laughs> jack yeah they cancel jack black instead <laughs> by the way Ignore the name. I'm gonna change the thumbnail. This is Jack Black we're speaking to. Welcome, yeah. Jack. Jack Black gives his opinion on trans. <laughs> Compares them to a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, but they shiny, bro. Back to the to the hair situation. Like, yeah, I don't know what is it like when you're going through some, whether it's like uh your your grief, like 
for me it was grieving like for, for like it just feels like the move to make to to like cut your hair out like i had no decision like like i made the decision but like it felt like i like something i wanted to do and like i had to do yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to get this light out from looking like i got a halo hey does can you see me well my bad yeah i, I can I, we can still see you well it's all right it's all right I'll but yeah like i never understood that like you, you see these like people go through like when remember when britney spears shaved her head like i never understood that until now sure, man I, I shaved my head one time dude and i legit felt crazy afterwards uh i, I was like damn why did i do this <laughs> immediately everyone was just smacking me in the back of the head i wonder if she got that you know it's just her dad she's like dad i want to go outside no <laughs> fresh cut <laughs> <laughs> fresh cut, bro. Anyway. Dad just giving her fresh cuts all night. That's another reason I stopped cutting my hair for a long time. <laughs> I got tired, man. The back of my head is flat now. Oh man, I stopped. I stopped getting a haircut. I haven't gotten a haircut in like over a year, maybe a year and a couple months. And that's yeah, mainly like because I just don't like having conversations with my my barber. Bro, they're just like doing small talk. I'm like, I don't want to. They just ask me, like, how's school? I'm like, I'm not even in school. Like, I, what, what, why do you care? <laughs> I'm here at Supercuts paying you $10 to cut my hair. You think I go to school? <laughs> Shit, no, it's stupid. That's, yeah, that's my price. I can't pay too expensive either. Um, like, the lady who cut my hair was an Asian woman with a strong accent. And it was at Great Clips, and I was really nervous because I don't think she understood me. So just to be safe, I had to show her a picture and like of stuff of what I wanted, and like really describe it like with with my hands. No, you you probably told her like, hey, take an inch off, and she just shaved your sides. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, how you like? And you're like, oh, good, good. Can I still get a lot of mess? I left the mess. It took like, like while she was cutting, the other lady that was working there had to like sweep while she was still cutting because it was like it was just like falling. It was like cutting down, like cutting down like tree branches. That's how like how heavy my shit was falling. Yeah, she gonna they're gonna sell it to the wig shop right next door. Yeah. <laughs> this I, went, wig. I lied. I, I lied like that. Like I told them why they they asked me why you growing your hair out. I'm like, oh, donate it to kids with cancer or whatever. Like you bullshitter, bro. <laughs> you, you like don't make me feel. I, I I don't make me feel guilty for growing my hair out, bro. I have one what, of them dads. Is that what you do when you go to McDonald's and they ask you to donate to the Ronald McDonald Foundation? You just give a locket of your hair. <laughs> Cut it off. <laughs> they gonna need this. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, I really cut my hair like two days after my 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 grandfather died. That's that's basically what what made made the like what made me decide to do it. So, to, to, your grandpa passed away recently. Yeah, two weeks ago. Oh shit! How old? How old was he? He was he was eighty. Oh, that's but, damn, that's good genes. Well, not really, because he was like really healthy. Like my my mom took him like three days prior to that. My mom took him to the doctors to like give him like getting ch- get him checked out and everything. I've been taking him to the doctor a lot lot 
in those past couple, these past couple of years try, trying to take care of him. But like, just suddenly he just, it was just sudden. We thought we had like five or 10 more years with him, but like, it was, it was I guess not. I, oh man, that, that got me thinking about my dog. <laughs> Come on, man. Bro. I'm my dog, I know it's Compare a great my grandpa to a dog, asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, man. But my dog passed away this past January, and they said he was going to live last like four more years, and uh, he, he croaked. <laughs> Oh man, your your grandpa and my dog are in a better place playing catch or fetch. Yeah, it was fucked up. Like even the way he died fucked with me. Like they say, like he was in the he was working on his yard, which what he was always doing. And like me and my grandfather was super close. Like I don't want to like he wasn't just like my mom's dad. It was like I saw him every chance I could. I, I spent time with him every chance I could. And, like, I, I have no regrets about it. But, like, the, they say, like, the way he died, like, he was working on his yard. He finished out the day. So he put his tools, his, like, leaf blower and everything back in the garage. Back in the garage. Uh, when my cousins, uh, when my my uncles found him, he was, like, laying down in his driveway. And that's when they called the paramedics. My cousin who worked, like, at the at a, at a, at a restaurant right there, right close to there he got there like he zoomed got there immediately while the paramedics were working on him and they couldn't they 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 couldn't like he just went he just left now what the paramedics told us is like because he fell down in his driveway that he um usually when uh they have like a stroke or or any a heart attack or something like really hard Mm -hmm. that they usually fall uh, they, they, they should. He didn't have a bump on his head, a scrape, nothing like. So they concluded that like he probably uh, laid there at the rest because he knew it was his time. Oh damn, that's 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 the way you'd want to go out, man, in your sleep. Yeah. yeah. He always like, and I I have no regrets because he he always like joked about it and he was always prepared. He like he was ready, man. He was ready for it. He was just waiting for that day. But you know. It was it, it, like I, I like it hit me hard, and like cause I don't want to keep I, I don't have that shit building inside because you know, growing up I always thought you know you're not supposed to cry but like, it turns out like that fucks kids up and fucks people up so like I just try to let it like cry as much as I can, and like and it felt and, and I'm good now man like I got all my crying now out of the way I'm gonna miss him now and but you know I'm gonna miss him forever but you know like I'm I'm fine now. Like, I didn't think I thought this would destroy me, to be honest with you. Like, you think losing like when you lose someone that close to you will uh will, will, will like really mess with you. But like, I think like gr- I grieve like the correct way and like I'll know how to grieve like next time. So, yeah, I'm feeling better now, man. Wait, but you still got one grandpa, right? No. Oh, that. No. They're, they're, my they're other dead. grandpa oh my god that this is like recently my 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 dad's dad my grand my my other grandpa he passed away a similar way but were like a little worse this is back in mexico and he died before i was born so like it doesn't it, i don't really think about it oh this story is crazy because the 
what he was like, he was one of those guys who didn't want to go to the doctor no matter what. And like he he was like my my his sons were telling him like, Dad, like you you're not you don't look so good. You got to go to the doctor. And like, yeah, no, he will sleep it off, whatever. The day and like he probably had a, that same intuition uh, that my that my my, uh, my 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 now grandpa like my grandpa who just passed away had. So what he did like that morning, the, the day he passed away that morning, he was in the kitchen with my grandmother. And he said, and this is back in Mexico. So he, he was in the kitchen with my grandmother and he said, uh, uh, he just said, told her, hey, uh, sweetie, uh, I, I'm going to go to the corral real quick because he worked. The in the Golden ranch. Corral? No, I'm going to go to the corral oh, okay. Uh, okay. With, the, with the animals. And he went out there and he, he just died. He, he went out there to die. That was the morning. And they didn't like not like like in the morning they didn't find him until like the afternoon where 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 everyone was coming home from work. Damn, that's like that. That's fucking crazy, man. I can't even make. I can't even try to make that funny, bro. That's. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is this a comedy podcast? Or we just talking about our dead relatives. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Oh man, I'm venting to you at this point. Like, I mean, I think that's. It's a it's a true it's a family tradition. We feel like we're gonna die. We don't go to a doctor. We just lay somewhere on the ground, not on our beds or couches. We just want like I'm gonna go die at at a football field or some shit. Like when my time comes, that's I know that's my turn. Uh, we Hispanics, bro. We break a leg or an arm. Just like hey, give me some Seven Up and Vicks. <laughs> probably what kills us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like hey, you don't want no Benadryl. No, no, no. Give me, give me some, some Seven Up. Canada drive. <laughs> I was healing well until like I did something that made me really hate myself. Like and, and it really just like it, like uh kills me inside. I um uh, I started a TikTok. Ah. I hate myself for that shit, man. I I I I really hate it. I really hate what that app is. I hate everything, but uh, I'm getting lazy, man. I want to be. I'm trying to have fame call my name. I'm tired of like all this. <laughs> I'm tired of working. There, like there, there's a benefit to having a TikTok, especially as a comic. You know, uh, I see a lot of comics have TikToks, but they don't post their materials. Uh, they record their sets, but then they put po- they post the crowd work. You know, so I've noticed a lot of comics like Sam Morell uh, is one of my favorite comics. I'm just always uh, Andrew Schultz. You know. And he, he, they never post their actual material. They're normally posting like their sets where they're like interacting with the crowd, asking the questions, and something crazy comes up. And that's normally what sparks a lot of attention as well. And also, like uh, I was hearing a overhearing a conversation. I can't forget. I forgot what comics were talking about it. But uh, one minute, one minute, one minute. Uh, your mic is like buzzing a lot. Your mic. Here, I can switch up. I got another one. All right, cool. All right, let me just pause. We'll be back when you when you're ready. Okay, yeah. This well, yeah. All no, right, we switched out the mic. Go to the mic. Like, I bought at fucking uh, Best Buy, so this one, this is my fucking <laughs> Halo. Bro, to be honest, it sounds like you bought it on Wish. That's how it sounds. Oh yeah, man. I had I had fucking money in Wish when it came to the stocks, and after a while, I'm like, why do I have fucking money in this? I got fucking bamboozled, dude. I bought in when it was at like 15 bucks. Sold when it was at like. 10 and i was like i need it now it's probably like eight dollars dude wish is fucking trash if, there, if you any, a ps5 it's a, it's just a bluetooth speaker with like a little like shitty shitty electronics 
No, it's a it's two PS2s taped together with a PS1 on top. That's the PS5 that they selling. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what were we talking like? We were talking about TikTok, right? Oh, uh, what I was hearing was were them saying that um, it's it's best to just post your videos out there because due to how people search uh, stuff through Facebook, like the algorithm, it'll show up on their feed. You know, like eventually you know like there's over fucking over i want to say close to a billion people that use the internet daily you know and so one of your videos may at least get like 10 or 12 views you know shit and you keep posting that shit those are 10 views that you're retaining every time and that shit adds up you know yeah that's what like man and like i got i hate tiktok i hate watching it that's my deal, cause like you, you fuck you like if you fuck up and like you want you 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 find yourself watching videos you hate, and I think that reappears on your feed videos like that. Like I I don't want I, I hate watching it. I think I just watch it while my while my balls dry after I get out the shower. But other than that, like that's I, I have no use to watch it. Uh, oh, but man, I got a, I got a weird weird algorithm on TikTok right now, dude. It's like it's like my TikTok is on the slow bus, bro. It's, I'm only getting like Down syndrome TikTok videos. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what the fuck is wrong. Dude, what are you oh, into, bro? You know that Dude. that means you like watch them shits to the end, like those oh, videos. Yeah, dude. I do because it's it's fucked up, but it's hilarious, bro. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what are they getting this kid doing? And I'm like, I can't be mad. I can't hate on myself for watching them. It's more like they're putting that kid in that predicament. Like, why are they doing that? Because they know it's going to get uh, people to watch it, like myself. I'm, I'm going to sit at home watching this shit, bro. They post that for some people. To, they post that for people to laugh at it. Otherwise, that, that's very provoking. And you but shouldn't like, laugh at it. You shouldn't laugh at that shit. But if you do. Shit, I'm going, I, I believe in the wrong religion anyway. I'm going to hell anyway, anyhow. So who gives a fuck? Man, I could have. Odin's my god. I believe uh, Norsic mythology. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Thor, bro. Thor's my Jesus. (laughs) Anyways, but yeah, like I think I think that like what I what my idea was, I get like sound bites and post from from the podcast and post them on TikTok. So like if one of them goes if one of them goes viral, I already have like my links my my link like my my IG link and my um. My, my my youtube link on, on on tiktok already so if one of them goes viral like i could be like this podcast could blow up like if, because bro like people i like this there's this is one girl on tiktok who went viral for like making stupid faces and i don't mean like i mean viral viral she like he's like 82 million followers now and like and i don't uh, and don't mind me i watch it like because i'm gonna be honest bro she's hot and she uh, and what she it. Yeah, and she what she does is stupid, but I can't stop. Wa- I can't stop watching this shit, bro. It, it's like her face is like drugs that won't kill me. Like I can't stop. I just gotta. I, I just keep watching it no matter what, man. Yeah, no, there's a there's a guy on TikTok. He's a Korean, and all his videos always end the same way. Some shit happens, and he just calls out for his mom. He just goes, Ah, oh, mama. <laughs> has like 50 million followers bro he got bro. the blue verified check and all he does is <laughs> <"Mama?"> <laughs> uh, we are we are the guy i like i like this guy 
Oh, yeah. The, the I like that guy. Mr. Beans. What are you talking about? The guy yeah. in France. But, bro, like, so, yeah, I'm thinking about that, like, bro. And I want, and I want, I'm tr- like I said, I'm trying to have fame call my name. I don't want to, I don't want to work anymore. I want to be famous. I want to, like, like have, I want, I want to get, I want to be known, bro. I, I just, Shit, I'm just man, tired man. of waiting for when it. When it comes to comedy, I just don't want a job anymore. And I just want to be able to live and be able to pay rent just doing comedy. Like, I'll take that as success where I don't have to do a nine to five. I can wake up at three in the afternoon, you know, write for like two hours and then go out, do some shows and shit. Like this month alone, honestly, in December, this has been probably the best month I've had in comedy because I'm going to do I'm doing like six shows this month. Like this is and when it comes like I've only been doing comedy for about a year now consistently. That's not bad, in my opinion, where a year in. And I'm 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 starting to do a lot more shows, but I still love going to the mics. You know, there are a lot of people say, if you want to get on shows, stop going to the mics. I say, fuck that. How how, how so when you're playing, if if you're an a pro athlete, you're gonna stop going to the gym. You're gonna stop practicing. And you're only gonna perform at the games. Nah, fuck that, dude. I wanna I need to practice. I need to go to the gym. I need to work out these jokes. I need to try new ones. You know, like I it. it if I'm trying new ones constantly on shows and I don't have it right, like if I don't have the the right wording for it, it's going to come off wrong and then I'm going to end up losing people, you know? And that's not what yeah. I'm trying to do. I'm try- and also, I love going to mics, man. I just love being on stage. Even if it's like a four-minute set, I'll drive 40 minutes out just to do four minutes, you know? For sure, for sure. And, and but like, that's like what... 50 bucks on beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but bro like it's weird comedy is like the only shit like you can't get famous for going viral from like you could do it with music and you could do it for some like other horse shit like pranks or like well like i said stu- like making st- stupid like being a hot girl with making st- stupid faces comedy like you really gotta work at that shit it's really hard like like to this day i can't wrap my mind around like Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy was like 18 years old when he was on SNL and like he was like doing he- and Delirious came out when he was 22. Like and this is back in the eight, like in the 80s, bro. I can't I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah, but you also, it's a different time, you know, like Eddie Murphy, if he was in our day and age, he- he'd get canceled immediately just off the shit he says. If you ever watched the special Raw? He can't perform that today in this in, in this climate and in this industry, you know, like he. Think I, I just think about uh, like all these new shows, you know, they're trying to they're trying to appease to all audiences. And, and I'm just like, nah, man, like it, they're they're just walking the line or they're too afraid to walk the line because they're like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. You know, we can get uh, repercussions from this. People are going to talk shit on Twitter. We'll get canceled. And then, you know, nothing happens that when, when it comes to me and my com and comedy, just in general, comedy is such a. Uh, a beautiful art form which is the freedom of speech and if i was as popular as like let's say you know kevin harb uh bill burr or any of those top comics you know i won't be able to say the things i'm saying now i have to watch what i'm saying you know i'm, I'm a nobody right now so i can say whatever the fuck i want i get canceled if i can't get canceled how am I gonna get canceled if I haven't even made it yet? You know, bro. You know who can't get. You know who can't get canceled. Who can't get get canceled no more? And he already made it. Well, made it. Like made it. But he made it. Doug Stanhope. Oh, dude, that guy. 
He he talked. Yeah, I saw him at Skankfest. Uh, bro, I fucking missed it, bro. I'm mad that I, I he Doug Stanhill was at Skankfest. I fucking missed it, bro. I was mad as hell because I love Doug Stanhill. I, I watch his shit. I listen to his albums. Fuck, I missed it, bro. I was mad that, like when when I found out like when Arshaf you posted that he, that he appeared, I was like, fuck, man. Uh, he he talked about himself being like the original person to get canceled. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Uh, I I'm half paying attention to you. I'm half paying attention to this to this girl on text. I can't even bit around the bush. A bush man. She's fucking sexy, man. I can't stop watching this shit, bro. Wait, wait. You talking to the girl on TikTok that got millions of followers? You sure it's not a fake account trying to get? No, I'm not talking to her. I'm talking about her. Oh, and you're just watching videos of her? I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing pills. I'm just taking uh, Muconex. <laughs> I'm not even uh, I'm not even beating around the bush, man. It, it, it's Bella Porsche. And like I said, this shit is like her videos are addicting for some reason. I think I'm in love, man. I'm going to marry this girl. I'm not, I'm not fucking playing, bro. But shit, um, she's a she's the artist, right? Like she yeah, she is now. She did that one song. Yeah, like here's the thing: like she went viral off of TikTok. I I can't say TikTok no more because, bro, the more I say, it, the gayer I become, bro. <laughs> let's call it TT. Like the, she went viral on TT, but like she's just fucking around. Like like if we go to an open mic and like just like without without even the set list and just fuck around on stage and like instantly blow up that like that's how that's like that's basically what she's been doing in front of her phone. But then like like I think she like cuz she's always been able to sing cuz she was in choir and and in the military and whatever and whatever. And because of that like after she got went viral, then she worked on her music music career, which is like not that bad. Like I kind of, I kind, I kind of like what she's put out, and I'm thinking, like, bro, we, like, what if we could do that, like, with this shit, like, what if this podcast, or if po- posting our sets, that, or like posting, like, like just whatever shit that's not stand up, go viral, become like, like some type of get some clout, then we go and do shows with our like legit stand up that people didn't know we could do. Yeah, man. Tim Dillon said that shit. Tim Dillon's a great comic, man. He said that he fired his manager and his agent. And the only manager and agent he needs is his phone, you know, because we live in the day and age of the Internet where you just post something online and then you can get booked that way. You know, you're just like people are wanting to see you, wanting to pay you to perform because people want to see you and shit like that. It's just you got to be consistent with it. And I got hella procrastination, you know lazy as fuck i i because i made a tiktok i have a instagram for my comedy profiles and i think i only got like four videos on there on my instagram but i have a bunch of recordings and i don't know i'm just too fucking lazy dude but a, a, a good key especially if you want to advance in comedy i think i think it is you just gotta go on the road man just gotta start driving out to other states other cities being like hey I'm so-and-so, like, I could do this. I got clips of myself. This is how much time I can do. Uh, I would love to perform if y'all have a show or something. And then have some people vouch for you. Like, hey, like, you know, uh, if you if you need to know if I'm good or not, ask so-and-so and stuff like that. And they can vouch for me. And so, like, that's... Yeah. That's how... That's how I heard a story of Roy Wood, Roy Wood Jr., who's hilarious, bro. I listen oh, to... Yeah. I, I, like, watch him a lot. 
they say like the way he got to open the show is um he had a he had like i might butcher the story because this is like really like really complicated how this happened like he went to a radio station try to apply for a job and at the same like like around the same time there was this show uh deal hughley was performing so he, he tried to get his job at the radio show and like and also there's this show with deal hughley going on so he goes to the um to the radio to the now he hasn't contacted either of these places yet but he goes to the like radio station and say look i'm here to apply because y'all need a uh i'm here to for the job to be the the comedian y'all need it was like uh we're not taking uh like we're not hiring that position no more and then he says well i'm opening uh i'm opening for dl hughley this week uh if you'll uh if the as as a reference mm-hmm. he's like okay now we're interested at this, on this job like so he goes to the to the like the people organizing the show he's like hey i'm roy with junior like i was wondering if y'all need an opener he's like no like they, they tell him no no like the show said well, I'm working for the uh, local. Uh, I work now for the. I work for the local radio station. Uh, as uh, uh, I'm a. So if y'all need like more publicity, like you, you should have me have me on, for like the local people. I was like, oh yeah, then. So he basically, like, I want to say, his pl- way in. No, he, he- manipulated like like, and I'll, and I'm listening to like. Bro, that's fucking genius. Like, I don't have the balls to pull that shit off. That's that's some salesman shit, you know. Uh, that's 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 smart but yeah you got you got to be a good salesman to pull that shit off it's like that because i think I, I saw a meme that does the same thing like they tell like mom tells his son you're uh you're gonna get married no he says no um uh, mom says well it's bill gates's daughter that son then says yes um the mom goes to bill gates like my son is gonna marry your daughter. He says no. My my son is the CEO of a of a big tech company. Bill Gates says okay, yes. Mom goes to the C uh, to the big to a big tech company. He says you're gonna hire my son as the CEO. He said and the, they say no. My son is Bill Gates' son-in-law, and huh. that's yeah. same shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you had the balls to do some shit like that? I, I, yeah, probably, but I just don't have, the, you know, the momentum to keep up with it. <laughs> Catch myself in the lie somehow, man. I'm fucking stupid, bro. I'm, <laughs> fuck, I'll fuck myself over some way or another. <laughs> like you say, oh, fuck it. Um, like, um, Mr. Gates, can I marry your daughter? <laughs> it was so, like, yeah, no. I, I, but I'm the I, CEO. <laughs> I'm the CEO. I was like, I don't give a shit. No. Like, <laughs> go to the company. Like, uh, I went to uh, Bill Gates' daughter. Uh, I went to, well, I want to marry Bill Gates' daughter. Would y'all hire me? Fuck you, no. <laughs> but my mom said it. <laughs> then, shit, bro, like, back to, like, like, social media and posting clips. You know who would be... If he were still alive, you know who would be like the 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 most popular comedian, uh, like and, and like out like if he were alive today, Patrice O'Neal. 
Uh, him too. Yeah, like the podcast game. I think he will definitely dominate. But see, I, that's the thing. People say like Patrice O'Neal would have the the best podcast, but I don't think he'd be into doing podcasts personally. He had one though. He had one before well, it was he popular. He was like on the Opie and Anthony show. He seems more like a, a radio guy. And yeah, who does of, radio? Who does radio any fucking more? Nobody does that. Exactly, but a lot of radio guys hate on the fact of uh, that podcast exists. Well, well, he didn't have his own radio show. That was he had, like had one for a while, but then like I'm like fuck he it. He was always stop a, a, a reoccurring guest on the opening Opie and Anthony show. You know. Yeah, bro. I I listened to those clips nonstop, but like uh, anyway, what I was like, I listened to that nonstop, bro. And he was like probably the goat. I I think. The Opie and Anthony appearances were were funnier than his stand up sometimes. Oh yeah, because that dude was just spitting wisdom. But uh, who who do you think? Who do you think? Like Mitch Hedberg. Oh yeah, bro. Bro, think about think about this. Like Mitch Hedberg, like had like some of the funniest uh, jokes, and they're one liners. Like a five, like let's say a five minute set. Eight eight jokes. What do you think that is? Eight jokes for a five minute set. For Mitch. Oh, dude, I think he could ten ten like jokes. 20. Let's say ten. Ten, yeah, for sure. Okay, so a five minute set is ten, like ten jokes for five in five minutes. Let's say he has TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. One joke, one clip, puts it up. Fucking good content. So a five minute set. 10 jokes, 10 posts. And Mitch Hedberg, like, will be fucking big right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, I think that that man, he had such an ability to just make, like, one of my favorite jokes that he says is, like, when uh, someone's handing you a flyer and it's, like, them saying, hey, here, you throw this away. <laughs> like, it's, it's so true. Cause like when you get handsome shit, you're like, fuck, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. I uh, used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. Yeah, this is that's his classic, bro. That's that's Mitch right there, bro. I, oh, I love that. I love that story <laughs> Artie Artie Lang told, like uh hey uh hey, he went up to Artie and like, hey Artie, uh I have this uh I had this joke. And it only works, and it's you're kind of fat, right? It only works if you're if you're fat. So uh, I'll give you the joke on one condition. Can can I have the joke back if I if I get fat too? <laughs> and the joke was uh, like, you know, uh, I think it's like, you know, they say like I they say you're supposed to wait twenty minutes after you eat to go swimming, and I've never been swimming because I've, it's never been more than twenty minutes since I last ate. <laughs> and like then like Artie goes uh and sees I think it was Norm McDonald and Norm McDonald like told a joke on stage and I was like and Artie was like what the fuck then he goes sees Mitch and I was like yo Mitch what happened like like what's the deal I thought you gave me that joke and Mitch goes hey man I was probably high I gave a lot of fat guys that joke <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious man <laughs> shit Oh, uh, but it's it's comedy is it's such a weird game, bro. It's like fucking uh, awesome, bro. I love I love I love I love, I love after the shows when we're like talking shit. It's like some of the funniest, bro. Av- like the hardest I ever laughed was like after Vatos Locos like two Fridays ago, where we're just talking shit. Like Danny Guerrero, who's a fucking killer, was there. Marlo, you, me, Squirrel, bro. dude. <laughs> 
Danny Guerrero, bro, he he's a he's gonna be a beast, bro. You could tell. I like for sure. He's that a little pitbull corgi mix. Yeah, dude, that that joke. That guy, dude, he. I consider him like the Joe Pesci of comedy right now, bro. Like <laughs> the Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, bro. You don't if you fuck with him, bro. You will just get roasted constantly. Like <laughs> he will destroy you. Bro, whenever he's in the group, I'm always laughing because, <laughs> like, bro, he had the giggles during once. Like, I, 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 he, he's, he, he's for sure a beast because he had the giggles like on, on his set. But then, like, he went like, "What the fuck is wrong with y'all?" And I just started laughing just because he couldn't maintain himself. And then, like, he went, he like, then he just his face just dropped and like went straight into his set. I start the show off with so and so, and but y'all don't even deserve that shit. <laughs> He always oh, starts to show the same way. He, he got me good one day. He told me, I was wearing my Nike Cortezes, and he's like, "Bro, how come? It, how come whenever you wear these shoes, they look like your feet are slanted?" I'm self-conscious about how fat my feet are, bro. <laughs> I stopped wearing those shoes, man. I tried taking them back. The Nike. Oh man. shit, bro. Nah, dude, that guy's. A I heard him say. I can't tell it. I can't remember if there was a story like he told like of someone else or if it was him. Like they were driving to Austin like 80 miles an hour. Like it, it was 80 miles an hour and it was foggy. Like I don't know if you were like I, he told some story like this. And like he was in the backseat behind the driver and like I forgot what the driver's name is like. <sighs> Fucking what is his name? Like whatever. And, and like somehow he was in the backseat and like he said, I'm good, man. This dude's my airbag or some shit like oh, that. Oh, I said. was fucking driving. Uh, so it was. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was my car. <laughs> we were driving, I don't give a fuck. We were driving from Austin back home to Houston, and uh, Danny was in the passenger seat. And uh, I'm not going to lie, man, and I don't advocate this, but I was a little intoxicated. I was still good to drive, but. I was just really excited to get home and it's a two, uh, two and a half hour drive. So I was fucking speeding. And so he was worried that we were going to get in an accident. I'm like, nah, we ain't never get in an accident. I'm a great driver. And so he was like, man, I need like two fucking seatbelts when you driving, Nate. And Marlo <laughs> Ray, <laughs> Marlo Ray is in the back seat. Marlo was like, Hey man, I, I, I ain't even worry because if we get in an accident, Nate's going to be my, uh, my airbag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man bro it's fucking stories like that that makes makes this shit so great man Dude, that, that was a crazy night because we were about like two and a half hours in traffic alone on i-10 heading to austin and uh marlo ray was sleeping in the back seat and also there was another comic uh joseph uh, jose pena mm-hmm. they were both passed out because we d- we told them we're like, hey, we're about to, we're gonna go to Austin tomorrow. Uh, since we're all going, you know, make sure you get a night, good night's sleep. We're gonna meet at my place at like noon. And so they said, all right. So I dipped from the the bar that we were at. H- Jose Pena and Marlo Ray decide to go to a strip club right after that and not leave till five in the morning. And so they barely got any sleep, but so they sleeping in the back of my car while we're in traffic. Marlo takes his shoes off and 
And then he goes, you know it's bad when you fucking see Nate gag. <laughs> like, all those feet smell so bad, dude. I, it smelled like Doritos, bro. And, and now I, I, can't, I can't eat Doritos because all I think about is Marlo's long-ass fucking ashy toes, bro. It's crusty looking toenails, dude. I just, it just, it's the grossest fucking thing. And now I can't eat that shit. But, uh, oh, and Marlo's shit. saying it as, hey, man, I'm looking out for you. You don't, you, you don't even need to be eating Doritos anymore, you know? Have you seen yourself? Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, fuck oh, you. You were, you didn't consider it, fuck. You weren't thinking about me. You're trying to get comfortable. Oh, shit, bro. Oh, my head is hot, bro. I left so. <laughs> No man. Yeah, man. In Houston, we have a we have a great class coming up. Great class yeah. of comics. And what I love about this new class that I'm a part of, it's we're very supportive of each other, you know? We want to we want to see each other succeed. And uh with my friends, Michael Mondragon, Victor Ramos, Danny Guerrero, you know, all them man, like it what I love is that like if we see each other get on a show and then we're not able to get on it, we don't hate we're actually more appreciative. Like, hell yeah, man. I'm glad you got that shit. Like, you know, you need to be recognized. You know, it's it's it's, it's a lot of great spirit we got between us. Um, even Pancho Claus, man. Pancho's been in the comedy scene for decades, bro. He he's been Respect. around. He 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 was telling Danny about Ralphie May. Like, he was telling him Ralphie May stories about how like they were close and they would talk his shit. And he was saying like, this may be the first time I've seen like a, a group of comics being as supportive as you have you as you guys are and, and like he's like and i've been doing this for years man like decades and i've never seen a group this close before so he was like i see a lot of potential in y'all and when danny told me that shit like because sometimes i get down and i'm like man fuck dude i'm not a good comic or nothing you know like this shit sucks it's hard i'll never be successful but knowing that Pancho saw us as a group that we are great and we have the ability to be great, you know, like that, that, that hopes that, that boost up my spirits and stuff saying like, no, you know what, man, I got homies, bro. Like, like, and so we, we plan on, uh, putting on a, t- taking a room and, and putting on a bunch of a monthly shows, you know, like maybe like hopefully trying to put on like three shows a week at, at this place. And so if we do it this way, like I, I just see it. I see it blowing up and, you know, being great for the Houston comedy scene, you know, like right now, Austin's real big. Everyone wants to go to Austin because they say that's the, that's the comedy Haven. And I'm like, fuck that, bro. We got better comics in Houston and Houston, you know, this cause you performed in Houston, Houston audience members are a lot harder to make laugh. It's a lot harder for them to laugh than it is in Austin. I don't know if you've been to Austin, but Austin's they're a lot more generous because they got comedy all day, every day. Dude, here, dude, you like you, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you good, bro. I, like I was gonna piggyback off what you said because like I went to, every time I go to up uh, uh, when I went up to Brian, I was like, I, I feel like I'm hot shit because this audience is easy and I'm killing, bro. And I'm like what the like, then I come back to Houston and I was like, like what happened? Like I, I just <laughs> good up in Brian. Like like what the fuck? And like I was like, that oh shit. The the fucking uh, uh the audience is like they're they're more more softer out of Houston for some reason but like but in Houston like you really get callous bro 
Like yeah. there's no, there's probably no place like like Darwin's Pub or, or or Liberty Station. Darwin's Pub, I have a love and hate relationship with that bar. <laughs> I love it because you know it, it it makes you work, you know, but I hate it because it, it it like it just it it, it hardens you. <laughs> You're like fuck, man, that 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 was shit. Like if I'm ever having a good week. I'm like, it's okay, man. I'm gonna get humbled out at Darwin's <laughs> this Wednesday when I go out there. It's, I'm, I'm doing hot right now, but once I get to Darwin's, uh, I'm gonna come back to earth. <laughs> Darwin's, Darwin's is like the dad of of, of open mics. <laughs> like it, it, like fuck it, like your dad, like your dad who beats you, but it makes you a tough, a tough guy. Now, like you hate him sometimes, but you, but you appreciate it. Like it, it is that type of relationship. Darwin's. Yeah, man. You're like, I needed this. Thank, thanks for the beat. <laughs> You kill at Darwin's. You're you're practically uh you you practically got it. In, you you got some you got some in you yeah. to to do great. And that's what I tell my my buddy Michael Mondragon, dude. Um, he always is hesitant. Like he, bro, I, and he he's a a humble like he he's humble as fuck. He doesn't like to brag, but like that dude's a fucking killer, and he'll he'll destroy at Darwin's. And and me and Danny Guerrero, we were having this conversation. Like we were like, damn, you know, like his he he may have one of the only sets that we can hear on repeat. Like every night, we can hear the same shit that he says, and it's still as funny as the first time we heard it. Bro, you know? Mondra, M- M- Michael, and and Danny's. I like I like hearing Danny's every every time he goes up, even though I know I like I know the the, the I know he's set but like I like I like hearing it every time because it never loses its fucking edge bro it's funny because he's such a small guy but he has like the fucking momentum of like a like Andre the giant dude yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck is up cute <laughs> <laughs> Like if you if you was a blind man watching this guy was like damn dude this this guy is fucking huge and then you tense you see Danny and you're like damn bro like this this chihuahua can bark <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, like, mm, who knows how big uh, uh this shit could get, bro? Who like, I would like to to get big to a point, like, like I never consider, I like, like I never consider it, but you hear about these guys who blow up, then they like start doing like movies and shows and and, and all this shit, and like then they like go away from stand up, like I. I I heard like Patrice O'Neill and Bobby Bobby Lee tell this story of um, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, like uh, these actors from a show, I forgot what the show was called, like Twenty Four or something like that. Twenty Four Hours, I don't know some some show. But they they made the uh, it was a comedy show and they got like uh, the the, the uh, actors from the show to do to do stand up for a night. Oh, I've heard of this story. Yeah, go ahead, continue. Yeah, some about like, and they the the guy who ran the show called Bobby up look a uh, and told him a uh, like it was late and they, he called Bobby and like Bobby is it, they're eating shit right now. You got to come right now, man, to close the show. <laughs> <laughs> and like Patrice O'Neill saying like it's something funny about like seeing these uh, like actors like get humble like the shit they always thought they was funny they found out was never funny and like in their heads they go fuck. You can't edit this shit out, bro. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot what show that was called, but yeah, no, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it where was an opening Anthony episode, so like where they described it. So I think 
I might have got the story wrong. It's out there somewhere. Yeah, no. Uh, who's your favorite comic, man? Who do you look up to? Of all time, it's Patrice O'Neill, no doubt. I can respect. Then that. I w- like. Great. Then I would go like Norm Macdonald, Bill Hicks, Bill Burr. But Patrice O'Neill is like, there's nothing. Like what I like about Patrice O'Neill was he was authentic, like authentically funny in the sense like he was that guy who did stand- like when you saw him do stand up on, on on shows everywhere he, he was, was that guy on and off stage. all the time yeah all the fucking time uh, that's why I say his like radio like his appearances on on radio were like probably funny than stand up because that's not a set that's him walking into a room with with like like friends of his. And like fucking around, and that's like this is the funniest shit I've ever heard, bro. Like I can't think of it. Like five more years, Patrice on he'll have Bill Hicks status, like this great comedian who we didn't appreciate while he was here. He'll like not even five, like in less than five years, he'll have that status. Comics that was uh, your favorite comics, favorite comic, you know, kind of like MF Doom was your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, you know. And mm. my one and same with uh Norm McDonald, man. Like Norm McDonald, he he made a profession of sometimes pr- trying to like professionally bomb. You know, he would go out there and just say, Fuck it, dude, I'm gonna do these shitty ass jokes. But that was the joke in itself, you know? It's like It's fucking it, great. That comedy central roast with Bob Saget, bro. <laughs> like you have to like you have to like sit in awe and like understand like what he was doing like only like mo- mostly comics like people will laugh at it but comics will really laugh at it because they, they understand they, they knew the what shit. he was doing and the audience is confused like you either get it or you don't <laughs> and then if Bro, you don't get it story- you hate on it because you're, you're not trying to under- you're not understanding it yeah the story was like they some producer went up to him and said like hey norm uh we know you always go hard can you come a little harder and be more harsh this time and like <laughs> he said like okay and then like just went with like the lamest dad jokes ever but like <laughs> he made the like the <laughs> if you for those of you like like bob you have the face of a flower yeah cauliflower i was like what the <laughs> Oh, man. No, man. Yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite uh, Norm McDonald stories was um, where he's he did a college show uh, with a bunch of other comics that were they were about maybe like five years in, so like they probably had like a hot twenty. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I heard so it. I heard it. Norm Go goes ahead. up and he does all of their sets. <laughs> then he comes off and he's like alright guys break a leg y'all do great <laughs> and they're like what the fuck like that's all we had he just went out there and did all of our jokes and so they would go out and do the same fucking material cause that's all they had <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and bro and like this is the type of shit where I'm like this man was a genius like you know it. he was also like a person who who didn't give a fuck, bro. Like he was doing this shit. He was like, it was he did it because it made him laugh, you know. Like, have you seen those uh those uh YouTube award videos where he's like hosting, yeah, yeah. and, and it, he's with the uh, the chick and the other guy, and they keep like trying to calm Norm down, but he just goes in harder and harder, and he just oh, he's fuck. I wish I had a time pants. machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck, I wish I had a time machine. Why? To go back, like, so I could take back my fucking question. 
bro, my favorite, my I got two, like two of my favorite Norm McDonald moments was one, like Artie Lang told this story, and I'm, this was back when Norm was still alive, and he was like, um, when he was with Chris Farley, and Chris Farley was so like it's so out of shape that he told he t- Norm asked Artie Lang to watch him, and it was like that's how bad he was. Artie Lang was watching him, so at they're at this party. And they already saw Chris go into a, into a bathroom with Andy Dick. And <laughs> he said, there's two reasons why anyone would go into a bathroom with Andy, already, uh, with not, not with, with Andy Dick. And none of them are, and neither of them are good. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when he, and then Artie goes up to Norm and says, Norm, um, Chris went into the bathroom with Andy Dick and Norm just goes, Oh fuck. I hope he's high. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck. I hope he's. (laughs) There's a a great SNL sketch that bombed when it was on the show. And uh, it was one that I think Norm McDonald wrote, wrote, and it was him, Adam Sandler, um, Chris Farley. And uh, damn, I can't. The guy who played Ladies Man, you know who I'm talking about? The black Jay guy that played Moore? Ladies Man. Jay Moore. No, uh, I don't think it was Jay Moore. No, the other guy. I think that guy was in it. That Jay Moore, uh, he was also in there, and and uh, I can't, I forgot his Phil name. Hartman. Like, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. It, no. Yeah. And, and so he, they were in it too, and it was just them like sneaking into a zoo after <laughs> hours and jumping into, I think the, it was either the lion's den or like the bear exhibit yeah, but, or the tiger exhibit. I can't remember, but it bombed, bombed when it was on SNL. And I still think it's one of the funniest sketches. Cause it's, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's such a good sketch. It was way ahead of its time uh, compared yeah. to the shit that they got now on SNL, which is garbage. And then, yeah. see, that comes back to the thing where it's like you're they're too to, scared, bro. Yeah, they're, they're trying too to appease to all audiences and, and, and too scared to take a risk, you know? And, yeah. And I'm, I not, was, I'm, not, I'm not a big Alex Jones guy. I'm not. But one thing I'll say about that fool was that he took a fucking risk, you know, and saying a lot of the shit that he probably shouldn't have said. But he said it, and, and look how popular that fucker got. It's to the point where he got so popular that if he did a show on YouTube, they take it down within a week, you know? Like, if he's on someone's podcast, you have to be quick to watch it or they'll take it off. And it's just people want to listen to that crazy shit, you know? They want to hear this outlandish bullshit and, and instead of the same – like, this, this is why Jimmy Fallon and, and Jimmy Kimmel are doing good these days, you know? It's, it's like it's, – it seems like a dad comedy. It's like, fuck that, dude. I'd rather listen. Uh, put on Alex Jones, man. That guy's gonna say some crazy shit about the Clintons. Yeah, my oh man, this last Norm Macdonald story, like he was, uh, and this is probably one of my, like another one of my favorites. Um, he was on this radio show, and like he just did a show, he just did a, like a like a, a a set, and he had this joke where um, he talks about teachers, and he's like uh. You know, they always say uh, teachers are the real heroes. Uh, I don't think that's true. I think the real heroes are the real heroes. Uh, like some shit, like you got the same, uh, you got the same 
schedule as the fucking kids. <laughs> or some <laughs> shit like that. It was like some hilarious shit about teachers. Uh, then, like, uh, he was on the radio show doing an interview, and uh, uh, someone called and, like, had beat, like, uh, was annoyed with what he said, like, and someone called and said, like, hey, uh, Norm, like, I'm a, I'm a uh, uh, elementary school teacher. You should come to my class and, and meet the kids to see how hard my job is or something. And then Norm just goes, well, are there black people there? <laughs> <laughs> no. And then he goes, oh, my, they go, oh, my God, Norm, why would you say that? Because and then he just normally goes, he just calmly goes because black people are generally poorer and poor people are generally more dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) And there, and those guys are just trying to play it off. Like he didn't (laughs) like Norm, don't say that. Like, like, uh, what, uh, like, don't no, They are not, uh, what black people are rich. No black people are, are every, like, uh, they're becoming all, in all shapes and forms or whatever it was like and he's trying like so hard like well uh well i thought it was known because you know black people they think that black people aren't don't have money because because they're a product of their environment they uh you know they the reason they don't have money is because the white people won't give you the money <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> Bro, it's the funny shit. I gotta send that shit to you. I, I'll send that shit to you, but bro, yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to hear it. <laughs> it I never way heard better when Norm says it. <laughs> nah. shit, man. Oh man, uh, I'll I'll try to look for it later, bro. But oh uh, man, I lo- I fucking love comedy, bro. I love it. Yeah, man, it's kind of comedy. Yeah, it's what something uh, Patrice O'Neill always said was like, um. He's he he doesn't defend the jokes, you know. Like some jokes can be outlandish and shit. He defends the 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 attempt to say it, the joke, you know. Yeah. You can say the jokes it, that the jokes that are funny and that are not funny come from the same birth, which is someone yeah. trying to make you laugh. It, it exactly, you know. He he just wants to defend the attempt to try to say something, you know. And, yeah. and if, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, a comic, a comic will notice that like if, it, if his shit doesn't doesn't land, he's not going to repeat the joke again. But if it lands and it works, he's going to continue saying that shit, you know, and I don't know. Hey, yeah. yeah, we live in a crazy fucking world right now. Yeah, he was right about one thing uh, is about the end where he's like, I'm not mad that like when white comics try to use the N word. And like when they get in trouble, I don't want them to get in trouble for it because you know what? Then I'm not going to be able to say the shit. <laughs> and he was kind of right. Now, now nobody can say it because because of that shit. You're on TV, like is it, like on TV, it's censored. Nobody can say it when it, like it used to be like a different like a different game back then. And like he saw that coming. He passed away like already, like fucking two days ago was the tenth the tenth anniversary of his death. And like, and he was like, and he was correct about everything he talked about you know he was uh, on the bro. office the show the office yeah yeah i heard bro episodes yeah they they, they fucking replaced him with uh, with craig robinson <laughs> no craig robinson was on the show he was just one of the warehouse guys one of my favorite scenes that he was in was when uh steve Krell's character michael uh was in the warehouse on the forklift and just knocks all the shit down 
and then you just see Patrice O'Neal holding a bunch of boxes, and he drops, and he's like, God damn it, Michael! <laughs> 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 like, and he's like, oh, don't worry. We'll get someone to clean this up. And, uh, and Craig's like, well, we're the ones that clean this up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good episode. Uh, it would have been super big today, bro. Yeah, I wish... He was not industry smart. Well, he was industry smart. He was just like not gonna. He he just didn't take nothing from nobody. He will like stories of him going into like the uh, executive buildings of Comedy Central and movie studios and and just like going off. He was like, I don't like you. I don't like you. You definitely don't like me, and that's why I don't like you. It was like some shit like that. It was like, oh my god, this dude was a beast. And like being that funny, like came. At a, at a price, bro, but I'm glad we got so much of his work, like, out there, but, like, like all you could do is wonder, like, if he was still around today, or even if he was around for another five years, like, what could have he, like, put out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, you know, he was also the type, um, I think I was hearing Bill Bird talk about him, and Bill was saying, like, uh, Patrice O'Neal, he got banned from the comedy cellar out in New York. And so he would just sit outside and like on a chair and like all the comics would surround him because they wanted to be around Patrice. And then when Patrice found out he couldn't perform there, he said, all right, well, I'm just going to go over to this club over here. And they noticed that whenever he left, all the comics went and followed him because they're like, we want to be around Patrice, man. This guy's hilarious. Like he's saying the funniest shit. And I really like he was outside like like they were they were trying to get him to leave like I'm already outside what you gonna do kick me out of outside <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so they realized they're like well fuck man like if he's taking if he if he can't perform he leaves all the talent is going with him and at yeah. that point we got no comics so they had to they had to allow him to perform again just so that comics would stay and that's that's crazy to me it's just like fuck man like that guy had such an immense energy and power that he, you know even he like he probably didn't realize the power he had like he just he was just being him you know yeah he there there was a story like and he did like probably the greatest crowd work I've ever seen but like he there was a story and there's no footage of this this is what bugs me of this story like he did a show and uh fuck like he did a show and like there was this woman talking during the whole show I was like and then like he addressed it like like she was she started talking shit to him and, and whatever and then like he addressed and like he addressed the husband and the hu- and he was like sir does it belong to you does it belong to you <laughs> and then and the and the guy was just trying to be chivalrous and like the white like the wife did some like karate kick move towards him that missed completely and security was escorting out and, and like he was like being Patrice, like a uh, 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 fucking fucking going off on her. And bro, this is the comeback that I will never. This is comeback I will never forget. I'll ne- I'll never hear it in per. I'll never heard it in person. But like, I just imagine it is funny. Like the fun. The husband then goes, uh, "Meet me outside. We're gonna take this outside." I was like, "All right." And then Patrice just goes. All right, so what happens to your fist outside? What's wrong with your fist now? <laughs> what's wrong with your What's wrong with your fists right now? Do they get better outside? <laughs> Once he gets that, yeah, that sunlight, bro, he makes him stronger. Fucking Superman. Ah, uh, fuck, man. Ah, uh, well, 
we got to wrap this up pretty soon. Hey, man, like I like I appreciate you uh, coming on here. Uh, I'll be seeing you around the scenes like any uh, yeah, plugins you want to do. Well, shit, I don't know when you're going to release release this. But yeah, I got a tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning. So you're watching this. We've recorded the day before. Oh, shit. So I guess if you're in the Houston scene, when this comes out, I'll be doing a show in Katy. Uh, hold on, let me pull them up uh, for the no filter at the the World Theater out in Katy. Uh, and then December 11th, I'll be in Austin at uh, West Flow Yoga doing a, uh, a show out there. At a yoga um, place? Yeah, it's weird as fuck, bro. But it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. Dude, I got a fat check last time I did that, bro. Got like almost $300. And I was like, damn, this is the most money I made so far in stand-up. Uh, I pulled a 30 minute set out of my ass. <laughs> so that's a uh, shit. Um, what else? And then on the 15th, I'll be in Katie again. Uh, at, hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Where's that at? That's at uh, St. Tiago's in Katie on December 15th. I'll be doing a set out there. And uh, those are official shows that I'll be on. I got another one at a veterans. Um, convention that i think that's on the uh 18th and then yeah this saturday i'm doing a, a set at a girl's party and I, i'm just i'm gonna do comedy out there and hope she got fat friends <laughs> <laughs> right on Hell right yeah, on that's man. the re- that's the reason we're doing this man that's the reason i really got into this to meet girls like, hey, bro. Man, my comedy ain't good enough to get the hot bitches yet but hey i'll i'll, I'll get the the mentally unstable ones <laughs> I'm <good with> those. <laughs> <laughs> right, but if i can also plug my instagram yeah man you can follow me uh nate ortiz at, at the real nate ortiz on instagram um on facebook add me as a friend uh, nate ortiz yeah man i appreciate yeah. you za I yeah the air, though. yeah don't worry I'll, I'll come back it's definitely coming back. And we also got to plug in like the open mics we're going to be at in case like people want to catch a show. Anyone want to start doing comedy. So oh, let's yeah. start off Monday, Monday. Mo- Rudd Monday Yards. You can either catch me at El Pueblito or uh, at Rudd's. If I'm, if I I'm make the list Tuesdays, Red Yards, Red Yards, Yards, email yeah, sign up. Uh, email sign up uh, starts uh, at 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tuesdays I host jive out in spring. Uh, Wednesdays, you catch me at Darwin's or at the secret group for the 10 minute mic. Thursdays, you catch me at, uh, either brass tap off main street, uh, uh, and, and downtown, or you can catch me at, uh, the secret group for the back of the bus, you know, Fridays, catch me at about those locals at the Latino learning center. Saturdays, the secret group Sundays, you catch me at secret group or the Liberty station, you know, man, I'm doing it every night of the week, bro. For sure, man. Hey, man, appreciate you coming on here, man. Nah, brother. All good, man. One love, dude. Oh.